Season 4, Episode 58, Midweek Bonus Episode. And, you know what? We got some pretty good stupidity here for you. Um, also got some good stupidity for you coming up in the weekend episode. But I'll, we'll get to that in, in just a minute. Okay. But um, we're going into Easter season. And um, I'm sure we're going to be getting plenty of um, stupid stories about the Easter Bunny. But uh, for the time being, though, um, enjoy your taco at your donut shop. I'll explain. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And by the way, if you know of some really stupid studies, I like doing stories about really stupid studies, too. You know, when they spend all this money studying something that it's kind of obvious to everybody? Well, here's one that should not be any surprise, especially if you are a parent, and most of us are. What do you think the number one lie is that you get from your kids? Hmm? Well... It might be, oh, I washed my hands. Yeah, we've had that discussion many times in our house. And the next question is, let me smell them. Yeah, if you can smell soap, you know they're telling the truth, right? 59% of adults say that very same thing. When they were kids, they would just pretend to wash their hands in the bathroom. You know the, you know the drill running the water a little bit, turn it off, and then walk out. Classic kid behavior. And that takes about the same time and effort as actually washing their hands, but they don't for whatever reason. So then they go back and do it again. Not surprising that now as adults, only 25% of the parents actually believe their kids washed their hands as much as they say they do. And dads, you're the most gullible. 60% of dads say they think their kids really do wash their hands most of the time. But only 51% of the mothers agree to that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this kind of begs the question, are any adults still pretending to wash their hands by just running the water for a few seconds? Well, see... The way to do this is you go high tech. You install those infrared faucets and the only way they activate is when you wave your hand under the, the faucet, which triggers the water, which at least gets your hands wet. You may not use soap, but at least you're washing them off. Although my favorite story was when my oldest son was trying to make us think he took a shower and he practically ran half of all the hot water off steamed up the bathroom, 
and never stepped in the shower. How did I know this? Well, I heard music playing in the back bathroom, you know, like they usually have. They like got to have their music. But I happened to have seen a lot of movement under the door in the bathroom. So I get on my hands and knees and peer in, and here we have the shower running, the steam filling up the bathroom with my youngest son instead standing in front of the mirror acting out a music video to the music that's playing. He turns the water off, comes back out with his hair dry, saying he took a shower. And I made him go back and do it again. He's either going to do it the right way or I'm going to sit in the bathroom and watch him. That always works. Now, I'm not one of those dads that think that they are telling you the truth. Dads, it's time to wise up. But now here's something, though, I think I can probably get into. You've seen the businesses that have these signs. I just went into one the other day. No shirt, no shoes, no service. You know, they had those signs up for, what, 60 years or more? Well, now people think they need to scrap it. I mean, some have no shoot, no no shirt, no shirt, no shoes, no service, no mask. You know, you, you got to wear, but that's kind of come and gone. Well, 13% of the people have said that stores and restaurants should allow people to go barefoot. Now, if you break that down, it was more popular among male young adults. And it was for those male young adults that primarily live out West. That makes sense. I mean... Grandma Betty in Ohio is not going to go to Arby's barefoot, okay, when it's a total mess outside, 10 months out of the year, okay? The poll also asked if people would choose to go barefoot in public if there were not social norms or rules around wearing socks and shoes. Now, in that case, 6% of the people claimed they'd always go barefoot. Another 18% said they'd do it much more often. And 19% said they might occasionally. Now, 52% said they'd never do it. They didn't ask about going into restaurants without a shirt, thankfully. See, I get around this. I'll wear sandals, shorts, and my cut-off t-shirts. You know, it's a compromise. Now, there will be a story about cut-off t-shirts in an upcoming podcast episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. And I'm sure he'll have an opinion about that. So be listening for that in the weekend episode coming next. Yeah, well, now, I know that might give people some anxiety to have people coming into a restaurant barefooted or guys coming in with, uh, you know, the uh, half shirts. Well, here's a way that we will help you relieve some social anxiety. The next time you're stuck on a bus next to some sweaty guy that really stinks, you need to thank him because he's doing the world a great service. Another stupid study that's been out there, somebody has been doing research and they have found that getting a nice big old nose full of somebody else's body odor might help with social anxiety. <clears throat> okay, researchers in Sweden Apparently, they're getting paid for this. They had 48 socially anxious women sniff samples of people's armpit sweat. That's right. They got paid for this. And for some reason, believe it or not, it actually helped. 
Now, they went through mindfulness therapy as well. That helped a little. That alone cut their anxious feelings by 17%. But when they also smelled a stranger's B.O., their social anxiety dropped by 39%. So that's more than twice what the therapy alone did. That was a small study. I'm sure they're going to need more research, probably more money to fund it too. But they exposed the women to different types of B.O. for two days. They did this for two days, people. No matter what kind of sweat that it was, they still saw the same result. Now, some of the sweat was taken from people while they watched a funny movie. Maybe the humor might have contributed to the loss of anxiety, but I don't know. Other samples were taken during scary movies, but both types of B.O. seemed to have had a calming effect. Hmm. I wasn't thinking about that whenever I was considering aromatherapy. But look, I guess yeah, you just can't feel that anxious when you're already feeling nauseous. It's really shocking, frankly, the fact that this study was conducted in Sweden and not in New Jersey. Actually, they probably could have gotten better results if they'd conducted the whole thing in a very crowded French subway. Well, okay, you would think Taco Bell would be the first major fast food chain to offer morning tacos, right? Well, a different eatery entirely has them now on their menu. As Insider puts it, the breakfast wars are heating up again. As Duncan makes a frontline push with its debut of breakfast tacos. Just in time to keep the guests fueled up at the first sign of spring, according to their news release. Now, their dish will feature a warm flour tortilla stuffed with scrambled eggs, melted sharp white cheddar cheese, fire-roasted corn, a drizzle of tangy lime crema for a refreshing finish. Bacon bits sprinkled on top are optional for the tacos, which, despite their name, are available all day, and they will sell for a little under three bucks, depending on the location. I mean, look, if Duncan can serve tacos, just imagine what else is possible. In order to compete with Duncan's new breakfast tacos, Taco Bell is now serving up spicy Mexican donuts. Forget your boring donuts filled with fruit jellies or custard. Taco Bell donuts are filled with your choice of hot sauce, creamy jalapeno, zesty guacamole, or even chipotle ranch. And coming soon, try an old-fashioned glazed dipped in white spicy queso. Taco Bell donuts. For those times when X-Lax just isn't strong enough for your morning toilet time. Breakfast tacos? Why wait for lunch or dinner to get the runs, huh? You know, because when you think of authentic Mexican food, America runs on Dunkin', right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I know that um, most people can easily agree that kids these days, they are on social media way too much. You hear all about the impact of social media has on the psyche of kids. Well, this might be a good way to solve it. Or does it go too far? The state of Utah just became the first state to ban kids from using social media without parents' approval. Hmm. I wonder how that's going to work. It's supposed to go into effect next year. The governor signed two bills designed to shield kids from social media and protect their mental health. 
Now, the second bill basically says companies like TikTok cannot intentionally make their apps addictive. How is that possible? Well, if they do, parents and kids can then sue them. Hmm. Well, opponents of the law plan to challenge them in court for violating free speech. But uh, <clears throat> assuming that they do go into effect, here's what it will look like in Utah. Everybody in that state will have to verify their age to use social media sites like TikTok and Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Even with the parents' permission, kids will not be able to access social media between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. So any under-18 accounts will be blocked from scrolling for those eight hours. Social media apps won't be allowed to show kids advertisements while they scroll, and uh, they won't be able to collect their user data either. And all social media sites will have to give parents a way to access their kids' accounts. Now, Utah is the first state to pass a law like this, but it may not be the last. At least two other states are also looking at similar laws right now. Some of them include Ohio, Minnesota, Connecticut, and Arkansas. Well, let's see how this works. Good luck with that. If you can uh, get a parent to find some secret access, trust me, where there's a will, there's a way for a kid to get around parental control. Okay, I think we all know that. And here's a guy who found any kind of a way to get out of a ticket. I mean, police officers have probably heard every excuse in the book when they pull people over, and they've probably seen some real Oscar-worthy performances. You know, for girls and ladies, just start crying, and that usually solves everything, right? doesn't work for guys. But this is a new one. Cops in Minnesota pull some guy over, the driver hands him the driver's license, and with it, a get-out-of-jail-free card. And that's not a euphemism. It was the actual orange get-out-of-free chance card from Monopoly. Now, it looked a little worn. My guess is the person probably had it in their wallet for quite a while, just waiting to do this. Now, it's unclear what the person got pulled over for, but it doesn't sound like it really worked. The uh, police officer shared a photo of it on Facebook and said, quote, Unfortunately, the state of Minnesota does not recognize this as a valid document. Points for the effort and humor, though. Now, it's possible that the driver just got a ticket and was allowed to proceed, you know, passing go, collecting $200 and not landing on the yellow properties. You know, nobody ever lands on the yellows, you know, but an A for effort. That much is true. And he got a maybe a shout out on Facebook and his 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> well, now I'm no Rachel Ray. I think I might be a better cook, though, than this, at least uh, this uh, 32-year-old guy burned down a building in Austin. He was trying to make nachos, and he was trying to do that by lighting a bag of chips on fire. <laughs> the guy's name is John Daniel Banks. He's been staying in the building without permission, so basically he was a squatter. He apparently had a bed, but not a stove. So he lit the bag of chips on fire to cook the nachos. And then, of course, the flames spread to the bed. Now, he claimed he tried to put the fire out, but eventually left. But when he came back, the whole second floor was engulfed. Firefighters managed to put it out, but not before it spread to the roof of the building next door that just went through a multi-million dollar renovation the previous year. Here's the owner of the building next door, Brad Nelson, 
and a man who lives in the neighborhood, Andy Fish, talking about the fire. We just, a year ago, just finished a multi-million dollar renovation of the whole building, and it's completely destroyed. And it's really unfortunate for the architects because they've just spent a lot of money restoring that building, and the roof has got some significant damage on it. It's been a tough couple of days. Everything inside that building was ruined by water and smoke damage, but luckily nobody was hurt, and they do have insurance. Now, firefighters estimated that the damage is around a million bucks and old John, well, he's facing arson charges and up to 10 years in prison. And I don't think they serve nachos there. Well, if this isn't a sign that you're messed up, in fact, too messed up to even drive, I don't know what is. The Ohio State Highway Patrol received a call about a reckless driver near Cincinnati. There were a few signs that the driver was obviously drunk. Number one, it was St. Patrick's Day. And number two, when the police showed up, they saw the vehicle had already crashed. The car had actually veered off the road and collided with a state highway patrol sign that said, and I quote, drug activity impaired drivers call hashtag 677. <laughs> well, thankfully, nobody was hurt even the moron behind the wheel. The driver was arrested, though, for DUI. Now, the only thing that would make this funnier would be if the driver who crashed was wearing a T-shirt that said, I'm the sober one. Now, well, you know driving drunk is just stupid. And those signs that they use aren't exactly easy to read, you know, especially after a half a pint of Crown. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a story that I think is definitely insane. Okay, I thought that my 32-year-old insane Florida nephew was way too into Disney, but this guy puts him to shame. A Disney superfan named Nathan Firesheets. That's his real name, Nathan Firesheets. This guy managed to go to all 12 Disney theme parks in the world and did it in 12 days. He hit park one a day, okay? One park a day, but he just didn't pop in and leave. The guy managed to go on every single operating ride, all 216 of them. Now, here's a quick rundown. A few of the parks are in the same general area that made things a bit easier. So he starts out at Disneyland Paris, then went to Walt Disney Studios Park, also in Paris. After that, he immediately flew to China, went to Shanghai Disneyland, then Hong Kong Disneyland, then headed over to Japan next and went to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. After that, he hopped on a plane and flew from Tokyo to California and went to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. After that, he headed to Walt Disney World in Florida, finishing up with Epcot, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, then Disney's Magic Kingdom. He documented the whole thing for his YouTube page, which has about a thousand followers. He called it the Disney Global Ride Challenge, but hasn't posted the footage yet. Now, he also hasn't revealed how much the uh, final cost of the ticket was. Oh, yes. I don't know about you, but... If I had a chance to travel the world, I might mix it up a little more than Nathan did, you know? 
Of course, you guessed it. Now I guess he's officially flat broke. I mean, after what, 216 rides, he'll likely feel slightly nauseous until at least 2025. <laughs> so anytime you consider calling a friend or a family member a complete loser, think about this guy first. The guy did not disclose, you know, the money he spent, but look, if the guy went to 12 Disney parks, I think I can conservatively guess a few million dollars on just food, of course. Wow. Apparently, this guy has no life. <clears throat> well, here is a boater who has gotten themselves in hot water after she relieved herself in someone's yard in Polk County, Florida. The Polk County Sheriff's Office shared a video of the incident on their Facebook page to get the public's assistance to identify this woman that they're looking for. Sheriff Grady Judd said the woman stepped off of a boat and walked onto private property to do her private business. Now, the woman is spotted on camera walking into a yard, looking around briefly, and begins using the bathroom near the hedges before she walks away. Now, actually, um, here is Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd with his plea to the community to help this lady and, well, as he says, find her shiny rear end. We have trespassing. It involves a lady that's gone into a neighborhood on Lake Winterset, into the hedge area, and she's popped a squat and showed us her shiny rear end while she goes to the bathroom in these people's hedges. I want you to think for a second. What if somebody stopped their car and walked up into your yard and started doing the number one thing or the number two thing in your hedges. Yeah, Judd says, you have got the money and we'll put her shiny rear end in the county jail where it belongs. <laughs> Polk County authorities are asking anybody with information to please contact them. Of course, if anything, she was probably doing this person a favor. I mean, after all, it's free fertilizer. <laughs> I tell you, this woman is definitely going to spend some time in the can, but at least she'll be able to use the can. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, -E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. At 
now from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. A house manager at the New York Theater, where someone pooped in the aisle near Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, says this is the fourth time an incident like this has happened. New York no longer has serial killers, but they still have to deal with serial poopers. This was really an unfortunate situation, but on the bright side, at least New Yorkers are going to the bathroom indoors again. According to a new survey of 2,000 cat and dog owners, 25% would consider getting a tattoo of their current pet, but most cat owners don't need a tattoo because they're constantly covered in fresh scratches. <clears throat> Another 16% of those polled already have a pet-themed tattoo on their body. Yeah, instead of a skull and crossbones, they have a picture of Fido with dog bones. Florida's Burmese python population has exploded, and the U.S. Geological Survey says it's likely impossible to eradicate them. There are tons of slimy creatures that scare people, so Florida is being renamed Washington, D.C. South. I mean, you hate to hear about an unwanted invasive species in Florida, and besides New Yorkers moving in, the snakes are pretty bad, too. U.S. auto safety regulators are investigating complaints from Honda Civic drivers that their steering can stick, causing a momentary increase in effort. Now, because if there's one thing Americans simply will not tolerate, it's even a momentary increase in effort. And according to new research, the number of monarch butterflies wintering in the mountains of central Mexico dropped 22% from the previous year. They decided to go somewhere else, currently safer, like North Korea and Afghanistan. A lot of Mexican butterflies stay in the U.S., so expect the Biden administration to provide them with a nice hotel room in New York City. Kim Kardashian and her five-year-old daughter, Chicago, did matching kissy faces for the camera in a slew of sweet mother-daughter selfies. And it was nice to see Kim on camera, happy, healthy, and most importantly, fully clothed. Baker Mayfield has said that he's never going to be Tom Brady after signing with the Buccaneers, but Bucks fans are just hoping he doesn't throw the ball like Marcia Brady. For those of you under 50, that was a Brady Bunch reference. Tom Brady couldn't be a part of that family, though, because Mr. and Mrs. Brady never divorced. The U.S. Supreme Court taken a bite at a case where Jack Daniels believes that a dog squeaky toy that parodied the famed whiskey bottle is barking up the wrong tree. Needless to say, this case has given the Supreme Court a lot to chew on. The crux of the case explores whether the pun-laden Bad Spaniel's vinyl chew toy wrongly ripped off the trademark whiskey bottle from the Tennessee-based company. Now, it turns out Jack Daniels is cool with humans hitting the bottle, but not with dogs squeaking the bottle. Scientists at the University of California, Riverside, are devising a new strategy that involves sterilizing male mosquitoes in hopes of shrinking the population overall. Jeez, if this happens, then mosquitoes would be shooting more blanks than a vasectomy patient. Of course, you know, mosquitoes definitely hate this plan. They're like, man, this bites more than we do. An escaped miniature horse spotted trotting loose in Alabama, led police on a two-hour chase before being safely corralled. It was a miniature horse, but based on the way that it was acting, you'd think it was a total jackass. Tuscaloosa police said he was extremely unwilling to go with the officers at first and not at all interested in the pizza crusts or peppermints that they offered. 
Jeez, that combo sounds so bad that you'd think it came from Papa John's or Little Caesars. Britain's Prince William made an unannounced trip to Poland to thank British and Polish troops involved in providing support to Ukraine. Being in Poland was also nice for William because it meant that he was even further away from Meghan Markle. Of course, I'm actually surprised Meghan Markle never went to Poland. I mean, after all, it's the only place in the world where she'd be the smartest person around. <clears throat> Nick Cannon revealed he regrets not having a baby with his ex-girlfriend, Christina Milan. This is the most unbelievable thing. I mean, there's a woman, Nick Cannon, once dated who didn't get pregnant. Cannon and Milan dated for two years after meeting on the set of the 2003 romantic comedy Love Don't Cost a Thing. But look, after 12 kids, Nick Cannon learned a lot that love costs a lot. Larsa Pippen recently claimed that while she was married to Bulls legend Scotty Pippen, they had sex four times a night. So in his prime, Scotty was truly scoring on and off the courts. I mean, geez, four times a night? There must have been a few loose balls, fouls from time to time. A flying taxi service is coming to Chicago in 2025, courtesy of American Airlines and Archer Aviation. Wow. I didn't think anything could get higher than the residence. Passengers would be able to travel from downtown to the airport on Archer's midnight aircraft in about 10 minutes, dodging traffic at rush hour. Sure, I mean, it'll dodge traffic, but more importantly, it'll dodge bullets. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie was in search of a pathway to winning when he traveled to New Hampshire. And if that fails, he'll just take a pathway to the nearest McDonald's. Christie has a slim chance of making waves in the GOP primary, which is noteworthy because Christie and slim are two words that are never in the same sentence. A new study out of the UK shows that the typical family spends just six hours together a week, to which families in the USA replied, why so much time? Researchers say one of the reasons families just spend six hours together per week is because of time spent diving down the digital device rabbit hole. Turns out the only time families spend uh, time together is whenever they're checking out each other's Instagram profiles. A 91-year-old Colorado man took a 24-mile trek to become the Guinness World Record holder for the oldest person to cross the Grand Canyon rim to rim on foot. But what they're not mentioning is the guy walked this far because he forgot how he could get home. You, you know, he was so happy that his heart was truly full, almost as full as his adult diaper. <clears throat> and French cooks are raging over a growing craze for undercooked baguettes, which they say is causing a worldwide farting epidemic, laying the blame firmly on the U.S. The French are so annoyed because they already have enough bad smells with all that body odor. Experts say the soft and doughy texture of undercooked baguettes is much more difficult for the body to digest and can make those who eat it bloated and more prone to farting. So going shopping for baguettes might be the one time you still want to wear a mask. Linda Blair is returning as her iconic character Reagan McNeil in the new Exorcist film. She's excited because there'll be more spirits in this movie than there are in Nancy Pelosi's liquor cabinet. Linda was so great as Reagan in the original. She was an even better possessed girl than Greta Thunberg. 
Daily searches for Stormy Daniels on Pornhub skyrocketed by a staggering 21,655% as a possible criminal indictment against former President Donald Trump looms. Well, it looks like Hunter Biden got a new laptop. Now, searches for Daniels on the porn site cleared the 467,000 mark, dwarfing her daily average of about 2,150 searches for the quarter. Stormy was easily one of the most searched stars, even as she faced some stiff competition. <clears throat> and YouTuber-turned-boxer Jake Paul says he did Ayahuasca with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, a boxer and a football player taking a psychedelic drug is totally okay, though, I guess because it's nice, like their brains could get any more messed up. Senator Elizabeth Warren announced plans to run for re-election, which is surprising. Many people thought she'd change careers and start running a casino. Now, Warren made the announcement on Twitter, releasing a slick campaign ad of Massachusetts voters singing her praises. One guy says, Elizabeth doesn't mm, F around. Unless, of course, she's filling out her race on an official document, of course. A new poll found that Northwest drivers are less courteous and more aggressive when compared to previous years. Turns out Seattle drivers are still waving from their cars, but it's the middle finger. According to the poll results, drivers in the Northwest are seeing less courteous gestures, such as yielding and signaling or allowing someone to pass. In fact, it's gotten so bad people feel like that they're driving in Los Angeles. And according to a new poll, the importance of traditional American values has plummeted across the U.S., just as 38% of respondents said patriotism is very important to them. And those were just people polled in the president's cabinet. <clears throat> the Wall Street Journal compared those numbers to the first time it ran the poll in 1998, when 70% of Americans said patriotism was very important. So maybe it was a good thing that so many people back then didn't go to college. The former judge, who was canned for moonlighting as a porn star on OnlyFans, filmed himself partying at a Vegas casino. You know, a casino was the perfect place for him because he could still play with balls. On the roulette table, of course. Yeah. Now a city councilwoman is calling for his disbarment, which really makes him sad because, well, that means he'll never see a hung jury again. And an Australian elementary school child lifted the toilet seat at his local netball club and there found a five-foot carpet python inside. But I think we'd all still rather find that than the one-foot brown snake left by some guy who ate a bad burrito. Well, the boy ran to tell an adult, who then quickly called in a snake catcher, Steve Brown of Brisbane North Snake Catchers and Relocation. Needless to say, everybody was safe because, well, this guy handles more snakes than the average only fan star. And finally, Angel star Mike Trout is building a golf club in Vineland, New Jersey, designed by Tiger Woods and his golf course architecture firm, TGR Design. Trout trusted Tiger with this project because that guy sure knows how to get it in the hole. You 
know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. What's going on, guys? It's Dan here. And are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's a genius award. And this week's Genius Awards is going to a 23-year-old Rockford man who was charged in the theft of a funeral home van that still had the body inside. Happened earlier in the year. He's been arrested in Green Bay, Wisconsin, according to Rockford police. Brown County police took Dion Howard into custody after the traffic stop and was charged with unlawful possession of a stolen vehicle and abuse of a corpse. The body of 47-year-old Curtis Brown of Rockford was released from a hospital in Collins and Stone Funeral Home after he died of natural causes earlier in the month. A Collins and Stone Funeral Home van was later reported stolen from the Rockford facility with Brown's body still inside. Rockford police said the body that was inside, which may officials said was in a bag and not in a coffin, was still missing. The body was later found behind a vacant home in the 8200 block of South Manistee Avenue in the South Chicago neighborhood. It was not immediately clear if the body was still in its bag. The Winnebago County Coroner's Office took Brown's body back to Rockford and his family has now been notified of the incident. Brandy Collins of Collins and Stone Funeral Home was already on probation for unprofessional conduct and failure to account for personal property prior to the incident. It's not yet clear exactly how the vehicle was stolen from the funeral home. The funeral home has not responded to requests for comments. I mean, tossing an old soft drink cup out of the van window was one thing. Tossing an old corpse out of the back of a stolen van redefines slime ball. Sounds like a great starting point for Throw Mama from the Train Part 2. And then there is this. A man was arrested after police received a call that someone was running down County Avenue in Texarkana, Arkansas, with no pants on. Several cars were stopped behind the man who was yelling, according to the responding officer. The officer ordered the man to stop, but he reportedly continued yelling and waving his hands wildly as he ran toward the officer. 
The officer sprayed the man with a one-second burst of pepper spray. However, the man continued to act erratically and to scream, so he was sprayed again, according to police. The suspect eventually complied with the officer's commands. He was arrested on charges of public intoxication and failure to submit to arrest. The man was taken to a local hospital where it was determined he needed medical attention for an existing condition and possible drug usage. He was released to the custody of the hospital, according to the police, who said a court date is now pending. Of course, I know whenever I'm going through a new personal record time in the 40, I always do it naked and with just a little squirt of pepper spray to really get me motivated. I mean, look, before all you people start go judging me and you're judging this man, he might have a rare excessive sweating condition that prohibits him from wearing clothes while getting his cardio in. Or how about this? A man was arrested in Palm Bay, Palm Bay Florida after police there said he allegedly drove 100 miles an hour to get his girlfriend to a job interview. NBC affiliate WESH-TV reported that 22-year-old Javon Jackson was driving 100 miles an hour in a 40 zone in the area of Del Groot Road in State Street. Police said then they pulled Jackson over. He told the officers at the scene he was driving fast to take his girlfriend to a job interview at Taco Bell. Officers also said he had three kids in the vehicle at the time of the incident. Jackson's inmate record at the Brevard County Jail states that he was charged with three counts of child neglect without great bodily harm, one count of reckless driving and driving with a suspended license habitual offender. This is really very uncommon. Usually people are leaving Taco Bell driving 100 miles an hour so they can get to the toilet at home. I mean, I understand rushing to Taco Bell for a job interview. I mean, they got great benefits, a 401k with a 6% matching contribution and employee discounts on baby wipes. Now, what about this? A suspected car thief tried identifying as a dog when he was stopped by Florida deputies, even resorting to barking responses to their questions, according to the Martin County Sheriff's Office. The ruse did not keep him out of jail. Happened about 10.45 in the morning in Palm City. Investigators say the 34-year-old suspect had little to say when they got pulled over on I-95. No, really, he just barked, the sheriff's office reported in a Facebook post. When the deputy asked him for identification, he refused to comply and would only say his name was Dog, at which that then he followed it up with more barking. The driver had no form of identification. It was by coincidence that a real dog, the sheriff's office canine, Maverick, also happened to be in the deputy's car, and investigators suggest his presence might have helped settle the matter. He determined the man's bark was not only a bit exaggerated, but the suspect was actually a car thief and definitely not a dog, according to the sheriff's office. Once the dog issue was cleared up, he refused to cooperate again. It wasn't until the suspect was taken to a very dog-friendly Martin County jail that a positive ID was made, according to the officials. The driver, who lives in Port Ritchie, was charged with grand theft auto and resisting arrest without violence. Listen, look, it's 2023. This man can identify as a dog if he wants to. I mean, if anything, the cops should be charged for pooch shaming. Got arrested after pretending to be a dog. <laughs> now, now he'll have to avoid his cellmates attempting doggy style. <laughs> and you got to check this one out. A 31-year-old convicted shoplifter was sentenced to 70 months in prison for biting off a security guard's earlobe during a confrontation. 
Ashley Ruth Clark pleaded guilty to second-degree assault and first-degree attempted robbery at the Washington County Courthouse in Hillsboro, Oregon. And in addition to prison time, Clark is going to spend three years of post-prison supervision. Authorities said Clark shoplifted over $800 worth of merchandise from Nordstrom at the Washington Square Mall in Tigard. When she tried to leave the store without paying for the merchandise, loss prevention officers confronted her. She physically resisted and yelled obscene comments as they attempted to recover the stolen items, the Washington County DA's office said in its website. During the struggle, she bit the earlobe of one of the loss prevention officers, removing at least a half inch of the victim's earlobe. The victim was rushed to the hospital. Authorities said that her earlobe could not be surgically reattached. Clark was arrested by the Tiger Police Department. Authorities said she provided a false name and date of birth to officers and had two outstanding warrants for her arrest. This isn't the most common thing in the world, you know, but from time to time, you do see someone get charged with a Mike Tysoning. The woman would not stop pleading her case. Yeah, yeah. She was really chewing the cop's ear off. And you'll never believe this. An angry Taco Bell customer was arrested by the U.S. Marshals Service and the Westlake, Ohio Police Department after he damaged a drive through speaker in a rage, punched the drive through order window, and threatened to shoot employees, all because he couldn't order a grilled breakfast potato burrito. It all happened around 9 in the morning at the Westlake Taco Bell. According to police, the man pulls up to the drive through attempted to order the burrito, but the employee said the store was only accepting mobile and DoorDash orders. The man became irate, smashed the screen on the drive through speaker, but he didn't stop there, police say. The man continued around the drive through punched a window, threatened the employees, and said he'll come back and shoot them, according to police. The man eventually drove off. Police were then notified about the incident and discovered that the angry would-be customer was a 28-year-old resident of Cleveland with previous felonious assault charges on his record. Westlake police contacted the U.S. Marshals Violent Fugitive Task Force. Together, the agencies tracked him down the following day and arrested him. The man was issued a protection order and ordered to stay away from Taco Bell and its employees. Man, this guy really exploded. But I'm sure had he actually eaten a breakfast burrito, he would have suffered from a different kind of explosion. <clears throat> I mean, if anything, the guy should be thanking Taco Bell workers. I mean, after all, they saved him a ton of money on toilet paper. Okay, one more. A 65-year-old New York man repeatedly broke into a daycare center, stole diapers, and left money and bizarre notes for the staff that asked them to play along while acting as if he were a baby girl. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office arrested Holly, New York resident Daniel R. Sealer after he broke into the Inspire Learning and Child Care Center in the town of Clarkson. The center's director told authorities that an employee found $100, $120 and a note that asked if the daycare had any adult-sized diapers and if employees could play, play along with him. The director said the staff found a similar note accompanied by $200 a week later. The daycare center installed surveillance cameras after the first incident and alerted police. The surveillance system alerted staff of ongoing activity at the daycare center. Upon arrival at the facility, the director said she found that somebody had rummaged through the diaper bin and left another note and more money. The note reportedly included 
sizes for pants, shoes, bras, and dresses, and indicated the man wanted to play as a baby girl and referred to himself as Baby Danielle. Sealer was arrested and charged with burglary and petty larceny. He was released after an appearance ticket. The guy leaves $120 for adult diapers. That's even more than the White House spends on the president. And he's referring to himself as Baby Danielle? Well, needless to say, he doesn't need daycare as much as he needs psychiatric care. Well, don't forget to rate and review the podcast with the five-star rating. This is five-star stupidity I have here, folks. And don't forget, if that review is really stupid, I might feature it on an upcoming episode. When you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches because folks are out there desperately searching for stupidity. So help them out and share the podcast on your social media feed so you won't be so stingy with your stupidity. And if you haven't already done so, click that subscribe button. You just don't want to miss any more new stupid episodes like the one coming in the weekend episode. Now, you can avoid also this annoying buffering when you're in the crappy cell service or Wi-Fi coverage. Just download every episode to your device. And I recommend using Podcast Addict. It's a great app. It's optimum performance, and it's free. You can get it at your app store. They have two types of paid versions, too. Don't forget, besides our midweek bonus episode, there is the weekend episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerro. Pancho also will answer your questions with his sage wisdom. You can ask Pancho about anything, and you can test your skill against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download Telegram Messenger, you can then join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World channel. You can read articles from the episode's uh, stupidity content uh, that I've used, a comment about what you've read. You can share the articles with your friends. You can even post some comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. Get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash Lane. That's t.me slash E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's free. It's in desktop or mobile versions. You can use it for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, you can follow me on social media using the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, or just visit my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And I've got this week's verbal meme for you. It says, anyone who says their wedding day was the best day of their life has obviously never had two candy bars fall down at once from a vending machine. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laugh's Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and vibes music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Hey, hey, hey.